Oh, damn. I was going to do a bit where I like quoted like a famous four kids bumper or something. And I forgot to do research. That sounds uh, vaguely on par with our show. Someone in a... Yeah, in a f- also, oh, awkward sorry, silence. Oh, I was going to say like, also on par, someone in a on a Facebook group was like, who's your favorite bass guitarist? And I had to look up the one from K-On! Because I think that's my answer. And... Uh, <laughs> So there's there's my Saturday morning shame. I can't think of a lot of bass guitarists I like. They're kind of usually just there. Other than Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, bass guitar is real important. But also, it's like, it's kind of weird when someone is like, I want to be Luigi. Yeah. But I felt extra, like, nerdy and weeby this morning. And I wanted to share that because it's funny. We should. That's fun. That's a good story. Have we looked up K on worlds on VR chat? Oh, I don't know if we have done that. We should we should try that. I'm a little nervous. That's though, one because... of those popular ones. Yeah. Also, I, I, I there's a purity to that one that I know the internet has definitely ruined, and I don't want kind of any part of that. <laughs> oh, really? I feel like that one maintains uh, itself pretty well. I don't know. We're recording different today. It's a Saturday morning. Instead yeah. of nighttime, um, I got my jammies on and my my cereal, and I just finished watching Sonic X and Yu Gi Oh. Ooh, I was reading comic Beyblade. books this morning. Comic books. It's actually been kind of a nice like Saturday morning in that regard. Like I read some comic books, I drank some coffee, I played with my cat, like slept in. You know. Yeah, that's what Saturdays are for. Uh, did you get up to anything fun this week? It's been a weird week. Um, I would describe most of my mindset this week as uh, depressed and annoyed. So I didn't get a lot done and I wasn't very fun to be around, which is why we're recording on Saturday and not a normal time. I did, however, finish my uh, contest entry for the my vocal coach's song contest. I got that done on Monday and shipped off. I'm pretty happy with how that turned out. It was nice to be done with it. And, you know, check it off as like, hey, this was a fun art learning experience. And I think I did okay. Maybe I'll make it to round two. So that was cool. Other than that, it's mostly just been like very grumpy reading on the couch because I don't want to deal with things. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. No, I. the weather went from like 90 degrees to I think eight inches of snow in less than 24 hours. And it's basically just been like winter again all week. Not quite that cold. Most of the snow's already melted. It's it's like in the 40s right now. But it's been rainy and dark and wet and shitty out. And I'm just like, I think I need to start pounding vitamin D again. So I started doing that yesterday, and I think it's helping. Yeah, actually, we had this weird uh, heat spell. We got up to 89 like a summer day. Mm-hmm. Um, but so bright and sunny, I kind of been, I'm enjoying it for what it is overcast right now it was raining and it looks like it stopped i'm hoping it i'm hoping the weather's like not terrible today it would be nice to go outside for a little bit and get some get some sunshine even if it's in spirit not actuality yeah <coughs> excuse me yeah sunshine is funshine yeah what about you how's your week been I, I want to say kind of a normal week. I've been working on something on VRChat. I'm trying to make a world, but like not a shitpost world. 
so it's different because normally I'm used to like I'll put the JPEG on the cube and that means it's funny. And yeah. now I have to actually like make a building that is comfortable to be in. That's got to be um, really hard. Uh, I don't know how you even start something like that. Yeah, I don't either. It That's like the thing. It's been an interesting learning experience <laughs> of like, how do how do I go from floor to wall? Do I make a separate object? Am I supposed to sculpt the wall up? Yeah, I, I've, I've seen Joe work on stuff um, in whatever software he uses, but it, it's always been like so far ahead of after he started that he's clearly like adding to things and I don't. I don't know how you get to that point because I feel like once you have a foundation down, it's probably a little easier to keep going. It's just that like start point, which is always the hardest part of any project is to just, you know, begin. But I I, I have no idea even how you would begin like designing a level, creating, I guess, like a floor space so you don't fall through it. How much of that is in an engine versus you have to set up yourself and then like texturing stuff, making sure things run right, making sure the lighting looks good. It's so much fucking work. And it sucks because I would, I think it would be fun to make something and then it would be really fun to try to do a VCAT thing and like, you know, make a, an advertisement space for myself for like my books and my music in VR chat, assuming I, you know, won the lottery on that. Oh, yeah, actually though, I was thinking about, um, like it, this has been a neat learning experience and maybe I should have started with like a more basic thing than what I'm working on. I, I thought I was starting low already, but it's like, uh, maybe just a one floor building would have been smart. Uh, but I was also thinking about other stuff and you know, what would be easy to make is a, a recreation of the balcony from it's over. Isn't it like that song? Oh, that's a good idea. That would be fun. And I think it would actually be kind of cool to set up, uh, like not just to recreate it, but set it up in a way where if you wanted to film it shot for shot, you could. Yeah. Because there's that one shot where it's like a close-up and it's like starry and the camera's like spinning around her. And it's like you could set up an area to the side of the balcony set that's just like the graphic of like those like parallax scrolling so that you can stand mm -hmm. there and like rotate slowly and it would, it would give that impression of the camera turning around you. And it's like, hey, if I, I could actually... Yeah, it, it, like People this is, this is within to. my skill house. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, this this might be a thing. I want to do um, one of the local uh, music venues here, the small one I, I like to go to a lot. And then I think it would be fun to pick some of the more obscure bands that I like and do like cardboard cutouts of them and have them in like the green room so you could take them out and set them on the stage. And then tweet that, that at them yeah. because that would be that would be so insane. Like if you're in a band that only gets like I don't know, 10,000 listens on Spotify a month, and all of a sudden, you're like, someone did this creepy fan recreation of you in a venue you played in, in Wisconsin one time. Like, you'd probably be afraid that that person would kill you. Like, that would be, that would be some serial killer shit. And I think, like, there's layers to the joke, but holy fuck, is it a lot of work. Actually, that might be a fun experiment. You do it with multiple bands, and then you track which ones retweet you and which ones block you. Yeah, just as I would like hate a to weird get blocked experiment. by Bulbaflex. I love that band so much, but also I would want to <laughs> do them. I think that'd be so funny. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, I'm finding Unity actually very easy to use. That's good, and and yeah, I think so. And it's it's interesting. I I want to do something with you. I think I brought it up in the Discord before, but it's like I like the idea of doing like a a collab project where we're all like chipping in a bit. Yeah, 
I don't know what I would chip in, um, especially if you were looking for more visual stuff. My Photoshop game is okay, but I'm typically not a visual person when it comes to the art. Yeah, stuff. I mean, that's the thing. I, I know, uh, like Herc mentioned, uh, making little action figures. Oh yeah, 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 that'd be cool. He 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 concepted out this 3D model of like w- what we do is we sculpt like the blister box. And just put in like a, a PNG of the concept of the action figure in it. So like not sculpt out the whole thing, but it would be like a little flat layer that floats inside the plastic part. Okay. If if that makes sense um verbally. A little and it would be fun to have like a toy store where we, where it's like the kind of toys we want, you know. Yeah. I <laughs> did did you see that Jurassic Park toy I tweeted? Or not tweeted in the Discord. Um, I want to say yes. I got it here. Let me send oh yeah, you. yeah, here it is with the guy in like the the pterodactyl jetpack shooting at a dinosaur. Well, yeah, but did you see who the guy is? Is that Arnold? No, read the bucks. Doctor Ian Malcolm. So that part in Jurassic Park where Malcolm is in a hang glider with a rocket launcher shooting at a baby. Tyrannosaur, no, baby Triceratops. And it's just like, I want to see Jeff Goldblum wearing that. Like, I, I want to Photoshop the scene into the movie. That would be really funny. I think that would be great. I, I I can't get over how stupid some of these toys were. It was kind of nice, though, right? Like, when we were kids, we got to play with some really dumb action figures, but like the sky was the fucking limit because you could get Jeff Goldblum with a giant gun and a jetpack. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want I want my, you know, Jurassic Park man to team up with my weird guy from Aliens that wasn't in the movie. But, you know, Kenner made it. So who cares? And he'll fight Predator. And you could just have like yeah. like every day when you, in the 90s, when you were a kid, if you had toys, it was a uh, uh, ready player one, but not stupid because we were children and in. in Children are allowed to do that stuff. Well, you know, the thing is, the current version of this is just Fortnite. Oh, that's true. Uh, you can literally get wrestlers and um, who, who's the guy like and then like Mr. Beast. And then the, you fly in on, on uh, hover bikes, shooting rocket launchers at uh, who, like the Predator in Robocop. <laughs> and it's like then the Naruto runs in. When he does a, a Goku Kamehameha. Oh, did you see the new season on Fortnite has uh, Attack on Titan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we talked about that, I think, before. It looks really cool. And, like, there's a new city, and you can, like, grind on the rails like Sonic. Yeah, but what's funny is, um, like, my dad, he loves Fortnite. He's never heard of Attack on Titan before. But he's having so much fun, like, swinging around on those Attack on Titan ropes. And, like, doing the sword spinning and stuff that he's asked me more than once. Like, so what was this anime called again? And it's just, it's very interesting how, uh, <laughs> like, this this weird cross-promo thing. It's like, who is this for? But then it's like, if it's going to get my dad to subscribe to Crunchyroll for a month, I don't know. Maybe it worked out. Yeah. Also, Attack on Titan's not, like, a bad starter anime if you don't watch a lot of it. Um, I Man, I hated it. I didn't care for it either, but a lot of people really liked it. And I don't remember there being yeah. weird, like, fan service. Um, yeah, I know there's a lot of, uh, there, there is a lot of fans for that. I don't know how many worlds are on VR chat, but just Attack on Titan stuff. I want to try to give it another shake once it's over, which it might be. 
Um, just because when I did watch it, I watched it really. I only watched like an episode like once every other week because I wasn't really feeling it. So then I'd forget what would happen, except the stuff I didn't like, and that's the only stuff I would remember. And I think if I go into it with a slightly more uh, positive mindset, I might get more out of it. But also, the main character of that anime is fucking annoying. Yeah, I preferred Naruto. I never watched Baruto. I've been watching uh, Demon Slayer, which is kind of the new big shonen. Well, yeah, Demon quotes, Slayer is like, really good. It's been fun so far. I, the first couple episodes remind me of like Naruto meets Inuyasha. And then like all of the first season is just condensed into like three episodes. And we just get like the tuning exams out of the way and we get some, you know, really cool power ups and then off we go. <laughs> they, yeah, they move through stuff a lot faster in the show, which like compared to other shonen, it's like, oh, they're actually making it feel like the manga instead of stretching it out. Yeah. I think um, um, I love the art direction. Yeah, it's like gorgeous. The fight scenes and stuff are really cool. Uh, so far, they've been really clever. I like the monster design. So it's doing a lot of things well. Some of the supporting cast, I'm a little iffy on. They're kind of annoying. I'm hoping things even out once they get a rapport going. Yeah, I think um, what's neat. So you, 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 how far through you watched like the first few episodes? No, we're on episode like 13 or 14. So I'm pretty far okay. into season one. So you, you get enough of it for me to say, um, I I like how dire things are. Like everything, yes. it feels like a samurai duel where it's like the first person to get a hit in means the other person dies. It's not like a constant anime back and forth, like with a, a bleach. It seemed like no matter how strong and like, oh, wow, you're so strong. You can't even look at them directly because your eyes will melt. And it's like, well, I, I'm going to also do that, too, and teleport behind him with my eyes closed and just gets like an obnoxious. Yeah. And with Demon Slayer, it's kind of like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, like, like, oh, OK, if he messes up here, that's bad. Or, oh, he already messed up. And if he doesn't fix it now, then it's bad. And it's it. it I, I like that as a tone because it makes even some of these like forgettable monsters that die off still interesting or still compelling yeah because they're actual threats it's not like an rpg where it's like oh wow a dire wolf i'll beat it it's like every single thing could kill multiple people if he doesn't save the day here it also kind of reminds me of like i think season three of you haka show where everybody's got really weird powers and so you can't just like brute force your way through a fight you have to kind of figure out the mechanics before you can do your one attack and if you fuck that up uh uh-oh um yeah yeah there's there's uh, a lot of like neat elements to this one it's not my favorite shonen but it's definitely like very watchable as a 34 year old and not yeah. you know a teenager um did you get to the part with that there's like a mansion that was like a maze um they just were in say, a mansion yeah and it would keep like changing uh the one guy would tap a drum and it would keep like rotating yes. and teleporting around yeah that was a a fun arc was that the demon that was born of the author whose art was never appreciated? Yes. I love how, and this, this is true for a lot of shonen. My favorite shonen are always when the good guy is literally just Superman, where he's basic and boring, and his superpower is just that he's a good person. And I'm, I'm really idea, enjoying that aspect. Yeah. It, it's just like, I love how, like, part of why he won that fight was because he was. He was not only, like, using his precision training to 
not die, but he was also so polite that he won't step on the manuscripts. So like when whenever something's on the floor, it's like he's stepping on the blank spots to not ruin any of the paper mid fight. Yeah. And the demon noticed that, and that's what made the demon flinch enough for for him to get opened up for an attack and be redeemed. And it's like, Man, oh, okay, the... I like this a lot more than the other cartoons. <laughs> when the when the demon like flashed back, and he he was like getting yelled at by his you know writing master, and he's like, "You suck! You you'll never amount to anything. Your writing is bad, and you should just play your stupid drum." I was like, "Oh, that poor man." If someone said that to me, I would also be very upset <laughs> and start eating humans. Yeah, that's the proper trajectory there. Your writing is bad. Oh, I guess I'll become a cannibal. So yeah, but when you get to the. I, th- I think the season finale, they like kind of formatted it as if it was a movie. It was the Demon Train. Uh, let mm-hmm. me know when you watch Demon Train, because I'm curious what you think of that. Okay. Yeah, so far, so far, so good, though. Um, not not my favorite. Like I said, there's there's problems inherent, I think, with anime. Like, it's a visual storytelling medium, but everyone wants to tell you exactly what they're feeling and doing all the time, regardless of whether you're looking at it or not. And that kind of stuff really annoys me. And so, like, watching, like, Bochi the Rock was cool because there's more slice-of-life things um, or, like, dramedies. Like, they don't do that as much. Or there's a lot more, like, internal monologues. So it feels like it it works itself out a little better. But I think I think this is just kind of a thing with Shonen in general that it's like a genre convention. And either you like it or you don't. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you had a topic, oh, yeah. kind of. I know we're 20 minutes in. I don't know if we want to move on to that or if we want to just keep having a dumb conversation about random stuff. Well, it's almost tangential because we've basically just been talking about, like, stupid cartoons and Fortnite. Yeah, that's true. And so, um, yeah, in that train of thought, uh, I've been reflecting lately on, like, kids' spaces. And what I mean by that is, a, like, a couple examples come to mind is I was watching a documentary about Nickelodeon, like, how they got their start. Okay. And um, I didn't even realize that they rebooted in the 90s. I thought they just started in the 90s. Oh, this is news to me. Okay, so I'm not the only one. Um, I want to find this video because it was very interesting, and you might uh, appreciate it. Um, but up, but up, but up, but up. I can't remember the channel now. What was it? It's called Slow Start. There's a YouTube channel called Slow Start. And they talk about some very interesting shit. Um, but I want to send you this timestamp here. Where he's talking about, like, one of the design problems they had was, like, if you think about how TV used to be, we're talking about, like, a 4-6 ratio on the screen. Yep. With just practically a square. And so, and also squares were smaller back then. They didn't invent big squares till later. So when you're looking about, you know, your screen space and you're trying to design your company logo, uh, you wanted to make basically a square or a circle because you can make that as big as possible and take up as much the screen. So that's why it's like CBS. It's like, okay, three letters. Perfect. It's a circle. Perfect. It fills in the screen. So everyone recognizes the CBS. So when Nickelodeon's like, oh, we're going to call ours Nickelodeon, the longest word on television. Oh, yeah. You know, and and it's like, th- this is how bad their early stuff was. Um, Here's this timestamp where they talk about the the logo itself. I think oh, you would appreciate that, the whole video. Was that video. really the old, old logo? Um, what do you, are you looking at just that font? 
Yeah. Because that was one of them, but, but hit play here. Okay. What the hell? This is such a bad logo. Yeah, so what they did was, it's not only the word, which is very long, but it's also a guy... Like in a Nickelodeon, like leaning over a little, uh, protective spoke. What is it? <laughs> what are those things that you look in? It's the little box where you look in. That's what a Nickelodeon was. Is you, you drop a nickel, you can go inside and you look in these little boxes that are playing like short film reels over and over. Oh, God. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, so, that's so the old... N is one of those machines and it's a guy looking in there to watch his strip tease or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like, kind of clever, they, but <laughs> wrong but, audience. But also, no one knows what a Nickelodeon is. Even in 1979, right. this is old. Uh, and and part of the problems, when you know, I recommend the video. You can find it on Slow Start. Uh, but part of the problems with their early stuff was they wanted to be like they they cared about kids, so that translated to we should be educational, which translated to we're the boring network that everyone hates. And sure. there was literally like one of the the producers. Um, her son was bullied in school because they found out that she worked at Nickelodeon. Like, ha ha, your mom's boring. And it's like kids would like tease each other. Like, ha, your mom makes you watch Nickelodeon. You're you're stupid. I get to watch cartoons, kind of a thing. Yeah, that's. And funny. so when they did this rebranding, it was like we got to make this for kids. And <laughs> it was just very interesting how, uh, how quickly they had to shift in order to like save the network because yeah when i think of nickelodeon i remember you know the big orange you know orange and white logo yeah. like the splat and you're like oh, okay yeah i didn't realize that it had started long before that and and had some growing pains and even that splat uh it has some design problems to it which they they go into here but half the appeal is that it's so stupid it looks like a kid made it sure and that sort of fun energy is what saved the brand is like this kind of like, okay, it's kids having fun, which is a, a, that's a trick. If anyone out there wants to market to kids, you can't talk down to them because they can tell. Right. You, you got to get on their level and share with them. Um, that kind of I, stuff yeah, with so logo found, design is so cool. Oh yeah, I, I I think that's the thing. You specifically will really enjoy this video because they just go into the kind of things that I think you find fascinating. Nice. I'll it's not so that much today. about SpongeBob is fun. Like yeah, we know. Remember the SpongeBob May May from the internet? Well, you <laughs> might be surprised to find out that was from a TV. Um, I loved on <laughs> uh, on VR chat. You could go to the Nick Studios. Oh yeah, we had a good time there. We did, uh, but I was watching Vinny Weidensauce, and he does these VR chat streams once in a while, and they went there, and it was just so fun to see, like, everybody have the same reactions we did. I was like, oh, wow, they got Flam and Glack. Wow, look at the time capsule. They have a Star Trek magazine. It, it was just, like, it was interesting how it was the exact same conversations we were having. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of like marks for that, right? Where it's like, hey, here's a very specific totally. piece of nostalgia. Have fun for an hour. But I'll be damned, it worked. Yeah, we did have fun for an hour. <laughs> I was I was painting the most, like, crude stuff on the... Uh, like, you can spray paint the wall there. 
Oh yeah, I remember that when I was like, "Hey, that looks cool. You're doing like a a, a, a white uh, kind of Nickelodeon goo," and then you're just like, "That's not what that is." And I was like, "Oh, no, it was green. It was green. It was just coming out of an erect penis and onto a yeah, giant." Yeah, I, I missed foot, the penis. But... I think was it? I was like, "Wow, that goo looks really good." And then you're like, "Oh," and then you like step like oh, a step backwards. And I was like, "Oh, there's the penis." <laughs> yeah. See, I, I I drew it just far enough away. That you don't notice it right away, because <laughs> I think everybody's had that same reaction of, oh, no, it's not that bad. That Oh, I can't remember if I took a picture oh, of that or not. I don't think I did. Um, well, I did. I can send that to you. I, I know you want to frame it. Actually, if you frame that on your wall, um, that would be a great conversation piece. That would be hysterical, and it will, will definitely not happen, but. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I was watching this video and it was making me think about Nickelodeon, but also uh, last week, I think after the show, we were talking about Roblox because like Donkey put up a Roblox video. Yeah. Um, I made you watch that and then you didn't laugh and said bye and you left. So that was fun. That is not exactly what happened. (laughs) (laughs) But the point was, it got me thinking about Roblox. I was like, well, I wonder where it's been because I like I haven't checked in on Roblox in like four years. I'm surprised it's still running. Um, so I, I open up Roblox.com and there's so much stuff on there that's still going. It, it's also kind of weird because like some of the stuff you can tell that like an adult programmed it because it works very, very well. Um, I think I showed you that trailer for the Halo server. Yeah. So someone made Halo multiplayer in Roblox and it works better than Halo Infinite. Like I was having a lot of fun playing it. It's kind of frustrating that I'm not playing Halo Infinite. <laughs> uh, but what was my point with that? Oh, so, anyways, like that's fun. But I'm also just exploring around and it's funny to see the stupid stuff kids will do because there's like a, a genuine like it's kind of cute that a kid draws crayon or something. And it's kind of cute to log into Roblox and see like, oh, look at what they programmed. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of weird how I feel like there's not a lot of kids spaces where they can be creative because a lot of these websites have like gone south and Roblox is still doing the same stuff that they've been doing for like 20 years. Um, there was a, <laughs> this is, I think the stupidest thing I found. Um, uh, it was, it was Megan's story and like the thumbnail is Megan from that Megan movie with the doll. Yeah. And it's like, well, what is this? Like, why is this one of the top-rated Roblox levels right now? And so I boot it up, and it's funny because it's like, it's a story where you're going to school with the kid that wrote this. And it's his name is like Damien underscore fire. And you go to school with him, and he invites you to his house to watch Megan on DVD. And so you go to his house and this is multiplayer too. So there's like eight other people there. And it's like, you're just, you're like role-playing having a sleepover with this NPC of the guy that made it. And it's like, this is weird. And and then the, you, you watch Megan and then Megan comes out of the TV and she's real. And it's like, Oh no, is she going to like run around and kill everybody? And it's like, well, no, now you have to go out into the woods and it becomes a slender man in the eight notes. And it's like, it keeps going <laughs> like there were so many weird 
um like steps to it and it had nothing to do with megan like i it's like i don't think they even understood what the scary doll does because it didn't reference the character at all it was just like there's like a jpeg of megan's face slapped onto a roblox sphere and it was it felt like a shit post written by a 10 year old sure and i just I, I i there was like a genuine uh cuteness to like hey Somebody worked hard on this. I'm going to appreciate this, even though it's a little uh, strange. I know people have pointed out that, like, when it comes to horror icons, there's really only a handful of, like, new ones that have entered the lexicon over the last maybe 15 years. It, everybody goes back to the ones from the 80s. They're still, like, the big the big ones. And so, like, Megan and then um, the clown from the Terrifier movies. Can't remember his name. Art. Are kind of like the two big ones, and then maybe like the Babadook, but there's not a lot of like new horror icons. It, it's not like it used to be. You know, we don't have Freddy, and we don't have Jason, and we don't have uh, the all the all the other classic movies that I can't think of early in the morning. And so yeah, I wonder Pinhead. if that's maybe part of it is that like Megan gets to be the scary icon for this current generation of kids that maybe will go totally. to that movie when they're too young to go see it and then, you know, be impressed by that. Yeah, I think that's a component, too. I, I Also, what was the other one I sent you? Oh, Warrior Cats. That Warrior Cats server was, like, complicated looking. Yeah. It was like an MMO. <laughs> where it's like you have, like, a character creator and stuff. I didn't realize uh, Roblox had been around that long because I feel like I only started learning about it over the last maybe like five to six years. Yeah, uh, it's older than Minecraft. And I find that interesting because I think they've had to maybe like reinvent themselves more than once and update the code more than once. But at its core, they keep the old stuff because sometimes you'll log into a server and it's like, um, things will just load differently and you notice that the animations are different and you're like, oh, this is back in like 2008 wow. or something. Whatever. I don't know when Roblox started, but I, let me look that up. Uh, When did Roblox start? 2006. Okay, so yeah, you can find some like old, old relics that are still technically running, but they're very like jank and limited. I know my the the idea of like kid friendly spaces is interesting to me because like when I think of, of those when I was a kid, obviously like the internet wasn't much of a thing until I didn't really get on and start using it a lot until I was in um early high school, maybe a little bit before. And so for me, it was like Nintendo forums is like where I got to to be a kid on the internet. And I don't know how many adults were on like the official Nintendo forums other than the mods. I'm sure there were some, but. I think in general, no one really wanted to hang around with a bunch of kids online. And it seems like stuff's kind of changed now where, like, the kids find a new platform and eventually the adults migrate to it. Like, for a long time, TikTok was like, oh, that's what the kids are doing. And then before then, it was, what, Snapchat. That's what the kids are doing. And I feel like it gets popular enough and then everyone shows up and then the kids got to move somewhere else because kids don't want to hang out with adults, which is totally fine. And I don't know how much adults really want to hang out with kids. And so it's weird that we... We cross-mingle so much more on, online now and just in general than we used to do. And I, w I wonder, like, you hear people kind of complain about what the kids are saying, what the kids are doing, and it's like, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have any idea because you would never interact with them in that way at all. You just would not cross paths. 
at the same time, you go back, you know, 3,000 years and Aristotle's just like, the fucking kids these days don't respect adults. So, some things just never change. That's true, too. I don't know how you create a, a kid-friendly area and keep the adults away, though, because it basically has to be kind of made by adults. Like, kids aren't going to make TikTok, like, the, the infrastructure to run TikTok. Well, actually, yeah, um, I think the trick to that is just, again, having respect for kids. And it's an art. It's a it's like a conscious decision that you have to make. Uh, Izzy is just did a video this week about cool math games. Did you watch that one? I did not. Uh, are you familiar with cool math games? Are you talking like those old school computer games that teach you math? Uh, well, it was a website. Oh. Yes, but it was a website one. Okay. Um, and it was stuff like there was there was a pizza one where it's like customers come in and they ask for like half pepperoni, half mushroom, and you have to like you know with exactly three pepperonis and you have to like do the math to make sure that it'll like cut evenly when you slice into the pizza and stuff. Oh, okay, and so it was cool. kind of like a geometry kind of a fractions thing. It was stuff like that, but it was popular. Uh, also some of the games weren't super educational, but it was just, it was interesting because she pointed out a lot of websites that used to be kid spaces kind of like warped or fell apart. Like mm-hmm. if you look at DeviantArt, it, it's like, it used to be a place to share your Microsoft paint drawings. And now it's like professional artists will use it, but also they'll steal your art and use it for like NFT projects. Yeah. And also like, like a third lawsuits. of that place is like porn now too. Um, that too. Yeah. So with cool math games, it's like, well, how come cool math games is like, it didn't happen like that. Like, like, why didn't they become gross? Like everything else. And, uh, apparently the person that started it, she was just a math teacher and she wanted to make a resource for kids. And that basically that direction never changed. It never turned into like, well, how do I capitalize on this? It was more like, uh, like, oh, here's an idea. What if we added an ice cream shop game? Because kids like ice cream. Yeah. But also they made it fun. Like, <laughs> you know, well, not pandering, but actually, you know, what would kids like? And I think holding that direction is super important uh, for stuff like this to function. I know, um, like, Neopets was another big one. I was never into Neopets when I was younger. I never did any of that. But, like, I believe, like, that was a big kind of kid-friendly area or... um. RuneScape, uh, Maple Story, I think it was. Those like really old, like browser-based MMOs. Always felt like kids were playing those and not adults. I don't know how much those changed over the years. I know with like Neopets, some of the people are like, "Oh, I still log into Neopets to this day because I've been taking care of my, you know, whatever Tamagotchi bullshit those things are for twenty years." I don't think kids care about Neopets. I think that is definitely like a thirties-year-old, you know, nostalgia trip now. Yeah, that's a nostalgia thing. Um, okay, I opened the Roblox site, and I was curious what's, like, trending right now, but first thing that lists is, like, ones that you've played recently, and I forgot, that was, I found this one where it's a, um, it's a nursing home roleplay server, and I was like, what does this even look like? And so I log in, the server's full, it's, like, 20 people. Wow. And it's mostly like people in wheelchairs saying like, I'm 98, I need help. And I was playing as a janitor. So I'm like, there's an alert that bingo is starting. And so I had to help push everyone's wheelchairs into the bingo parlor. And these are all like other players that are just pretending to be old. 
And then somebody died, and so we had to hold a funeral. And it was just, it was very funny. I think I got a screenshot. Because it was just, so, it was kids playing, <laughs> you know? And it was just like, you know, they're bouncing around, and there's these dumb costumes and stuff. I guess my question with Roblox is how much of that is still populated by kids and how much of it is adults? Because you find, like, really good Halo mods, or you sent me a trailer for, like, an alien mod where you're going to be, it looks like a scary, you know, hide from the xenomorph. I don't think any of that stuff's made by kids. And I don't know if I it's think, for kids. I, I think, no, I, I think I actually, um, I'm surprised how much of it is still done by kids because you'll you'll click on some of these maps and it's like, it's so jank. And it's like, the, the, the level is meet Markiplier. And you load it up and it's just like, there's a, there's like a booth and there's a Roblox character with the name Markiplier above his head. And you just walk up and take a picture next to him if you want to. And it's like, this was clearly made by a child. Like, <laughs> you sure. know, it's not the advanced programming of the Halo Combat Evolved. It does seem like, uh, but I was, this game what, has like what? two different audiences, though, that kind of it sort of does. And that's, and so, you know, how much of it is a kin friendly space? Like, I don't know how, how talking works with people, right? But like you in your 30s communicating with someone who's 10, you know, pushing them around in a wheelchair is one thing, but like. It just seems like, uh, you know, the, the stranger danger thing. I'd totally. No, Roblox has a lot of problems with that. And I think they actually have a lot of good securities in place. Because I do hear stories about, like, people being caught. So it's like, it's a problem that it's occurring, but also they're frequently caught. Because I think there's uh, some kind of censorship algorithm that looks for certain words. That's good. And that helps a lot. Um, but I was looking into like, how do you actually make a Roblox map? Right. Mm -hmm. Like what, what goes into it? And what's interesting is I, I check on YouTube. There's a lot of videos that are, it, it feels like they're geared towards, you know, adults that are programming something. And this gets into like the shitty half of it, of like the monetization. Um, you can get a cut of money spent on your world. And so some of these worlds I'll log in and there's like daily login rewards, like a phone app. And I'm like, uh, like, <laughs> like, nah, nah, I don't like that. Um, but it's also interesting to see these occasional videos where it's narrated by like clearly a 12 year old, but they're explaining actual programming logic and they're asking, you know, legitimate questions and like learning things like, you know, some of these kids that are maybe growing up on Roblox, I hope translate stuff that they're learning now into actual programming, you know, careers. Yeah. Cause it's not like a pseudo code. Like it's, it's pretty much C plus plus. And you're Joe using an editor that that's with, a lot um, like unity, you know? Yeah. Joe, Joe kind of had that with uh, the game maker stuff when he was in high school and even maybe a little bit younger trying to like make games with that engine. And I think that was another kind of area where most of the people learning to program were younger, so they're using Game Maker because that's what it was called. And then they, you know, share tips and, and learn from each other on the Game Maker forum. And I, there were some adults there, but I have a feeling for at least the first chunk of time that that existed, it was mostly like high schoolers in, in, in that age range, plus or minus maybe five to six years. Uh, I know that engine has gotten bigger and better and they've added more, and I feel like it's another one where you can make like really legitimate games with it now. You always could, but it's a lot easier now. And so I think adults trying to learn how to program might start there. And so it's a, a much 
in you know a, a more combined community as far as the the demographic goes but i guess don't hold me to that i don't know for sure i just hear that very second hand from joe who doesn't really use that anymore because he does you know everything in c plus plus and unity and and whatever yeah i'm looking at these maps and a lot of them are like just obstacle course and it's just a series of squares you jump on but it'll be themed so it's like shrek obstacle course and there's just like it's playing shrek music while you're jumping on squares sure um here's shrek back rooms you gotta like start Um, somewhere too right and so like the idea of like hey i got a thing where you can jump on squares and it works and you don't fall through them it's like oh that's if this is your first thing that that's probably an achievement i certainly can't fucking do that Oh, you know what? I'm I'm I found this category called physics, and this is pretty much like a Newgrounds simulator where all of it is just ragdolls falling onto like bloody spikes. Ah, uh, and it just feels like yeah, this is the kind of dumb stuff a kid would play with. Yeah, I know. When I think of like kid stuff, obviously the My Little Pony comes to mind because that is a kid show. A and it exploded and had this huge following of people on the internet. Now there's like bucket loads of fan art drawn by adults. Most of it not suitable for children. And it's kind of funny how, I don't know, things can just kind of like bridge that gap. It's so weird how, how that, that evolution happens. And obviously I like cartoons. I still watch cartoons. We've talked about Steven universe a bunch. I'm, you know, almost done with the owl house. So I'm part of the problem, but also I don't, I don't try to invade the kid spaces to talk about it either. Like that's like literally the last thing I would want to do. Well, yeah, I actually, you know what? Something else I want to talk about. Um, have you seen any Bluey? I've seen a couple episodes of Bluey because my uh, my friend brought his kids over and they love that show. And and so yeah, we watched a couple episodes with them. Uh, it's very good. It's pretty good. Um, it's cute. I'm getting especially weirded out by this adult community that loves Bluey. Where it's like, it almost feels like they're forcing the MLP thing. Where it's like, mm. I'm going to make this my personality because it's fun and quirky that I like this kids show. And it's like, it's getting kind of creepy. Sure. Much faster than the pony thing did. And that got creepy pretty fast. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's almost, um it's annoying. But at the same time, I almost feel better about it. Just because I think the target audience for Bluey is young enough that they're not on the internet. So they don't have to deal with this. Yeah, I think I would hope so anyways. I know a lot of people are like <laughs> giving their kids iPads pretty young now and it's sort of. But I'm, I'm talking about them. like they, they don't know how to write or read. So it's oh, okay. sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, it, it's like it's frustrating to see how the Internet just seems to like corrupt everything so fast. It, it's one of those things where I, I'm not surprised that happens because it does feel like. That is a very internet thing to do. Like, hey, this is cute and funny. Let's add blood and tits. It's a low-hanging fruit joke, but it's one I understand why people do. Especially if, like, you're a good artist and you're bored or you want you want to upset Twitter for a day. Like, it's not hard to do something if you have that skill set. Or some of the weirder fan fiction, like uh, the one where Rainbow Dash and, you know, Pinkie Pie, like, murder each other. The Cupcakes one, right? Like... That came out, so right. I wrote that, and that blew up pretty hard. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, that's a great one-off, but when it becomes like a genre-defining trope, that's sort of weird. Like, the amount of copycats after that, it's like, hmm. Yeah. You guys can just try harder. 
I don't know. Think of something funny to type into the Roblox search. Um, type in Owl City. Um, no results, but I'm seeing a lot of uh, Owl House. Oh, that makes sense. Owl House is pretty some big. Some city planning sims. Shopping Mall Tycoon. That looks fun. How is there a chopping mall in there, but not like... I guess Owl City is a pretty like my age because he, if, I I don't know how familiar you are with that with that musician, but he um he put out a new album this month and I've listened to it a couple times. I'm not like a huge fan of his, but sometimes he's just kind of like really whimsical and cute and fun. And when you brought up this podcast idea about like kid spaces, I immediately thought of him because he makes very safe like vignette style music. Um, and you're like, oh, Christian moms would play this for their kids and not be worried about you know them hearing bad words or anything because it's just not that kind of music and adam is a fairly religious person and so he has he makes very safe music that's for the family and sometimes it's kind of boring and sometimes it's actually really whimsical and fun and and like straight up like good songs and it's nice to know i guess that like i don't seek it out but it's cool that it's available to people who who want it and it's actually like good you know there's there's that concept of like christian rock or just like the the family safe music is not always good music. A lot of the times it's kind of bad, but kids will kids will listen to it. So whatever. And so it's nice that oh, this guy, you know, he plays multiple instruments. He actually knows how to like be creative with song structure. Fill in a void. I <laughs> I did a search for Warhammer. There's just something funny about the Roblox design. Like the these characters are like clearly just knockoff Legos. Yeah, this is a very messy looking uh it's screenshot so, here. It it just like it looks objectively bad. You, there's only so much you can do with these things. Um Can I get this picture to copy? There it is. There I just I love this like Lego smiley face. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to bring up Roblox because it kind of warmed my heart to see like kids working on things and like, you know, thinking and doing things besides dance on TikTok. I know this isn't as good as going outside, but it's something. Yeah. I guess I, I don't I don't know a whole lot about this and I'm OK with that because it's just not like. Not for me, right? In, not everything needs to be for everybody. You know, going back to the bluey thing real quick and it's like you can like cartoons and you can not watch the ones that are made for four year olds like you can or, or do, but don't make it your personality because like you said, that's weird. Yeah, I think that and I think again, like I, I'm having fun poking my head in here to see what's going on. I'm, I got my Roblox fill like sure I, I'm fine leaving this to the kids. Kids need spaces to be kids, like, like I said, that the overlap that of like adults and, and children, or adults and teenagers on places like Twitter and TikTok is kind of weird in retrospect. Like we would not normally be sharing this giant community space all the time like that. It, it is okay for adults to be like, I don't understand kids and, and leave it there because that, that is like the natural order of things since humans started. What's my dog barking at? Sorry, mornings have a different flow. 
Uh, but yeah, I think we had a fun we had a fun talk about children. Oh, there's a cover quote. Yeah. Uh, what's uh? And I guess I think we had our closing remarks there. Um, do you want to do a glad space? Yeah. It's funny because I feel like for as uh, kind of rough as the week's been, I, I have a couple options to pick from, which is nice. That's good. And that's the point of this is like reminding yourselves. That, oh, wait, we are happy. Um, What's the name of the I, I started reading a new Stephen King book. Well, it's not new. Um, It's the 112263 where a uh, guy goes back in time to stop the uh, Kennedy oh. assassination. Yeah, I know that one. And so far, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's definitely, I think, one of the, the, the major books where his style of writing kind of changed. Uh, where he, he he's a little less um, delicate with how he describes things. And it's a lot more like character and, and, and plot focused. Which isn't my favorite way he writes, but it works really well. And like, it is a very fun page turning story. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't know, 200 pages in, having a... It's been a really great companion this week because it's like I'm in a bad mood. I want to read some Stephen King and just like this book is so big that I, I don't have to feel guilty if I read for like two hours. You can just sit down and do it. Yeah. And uh, so far, yeah, it's been it's been fun. There's been some like cameos from other books, which is always kind of cool that, you know, Stephen, or Stephen King's got this like shared universe thing going on with his stuff. I like that. he. I, I feel like he did that before it became like a huge thing. Like the Dark Tower was, was pretty old when he started doing that. So. Yeah, really enjoying this book. I'm curious, did you uh you you follow Andrew Heaton, right? Um just I kind of watch his po- or listen to his um political orphanage podcast, but I don't like follow him as a person. Oh, you don't listen to the sci-fi podcast? Not really. Oh, okay. No, it's funny cuz he just he reviewed this like 3 weeks ago. And they they had a very neat conversation about it, but I would I would highly recommend you read the book before listening to that episode. Okay. Uh, but when you're done, I'll shoot you a link and you, you might, uh, you might think some of the other takes are interesting because it, it seems like you can kind of interpret it in different ways. That makes sense. I, I'm not like to the meat of it yet. He's still like kind of in the end of act one where it's like, how do the mechanics work? Um, I just did a big change. I wonder what happened. So, uh, it'll be really interesting yeah. as it gets more into the like real political part of, of the story. Right now the, he's in the, dairy. The story part. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a good one. Uh, that title again, it's a bunch of numbers by Stephen King. Yes. Um My Glad Space is Oh, my my fight stick came in today. Who's messaging me? Stop it. I don't want messages, I want pictures. Uh oh no, you saw it. You you commented on it. Yeah, it looks fucking dope. Explain it to the yeah, audience. Yeah. So, um, I got a new fight stick. It's a junk food snack box micro. And if you're not familiar with this, it's like for fighting games, you know how at the arcade, there's like a button layout where it's like a spread of buttons and a big joystick. Mm -hmm. And when you play fighting games at home and you have the controller, it's just not the same. So like you can, of course, get the arcade layout and it just plugs into your console. But there's this new design that someone figured out, and it it pretty much became like the go-to overnight. It doesn't have a joystick. It's kind of like it's just more buttons, and it kind of works the same as like if you're doing on a keyboard, where it's just you, this button's left, this button's right. It's very ergonomic, and 
uh, it's actually becoming a slight concern because like tournament winners tend to have this and it's like, is it giving some sort of advantage? Like, should this be against the rules? Like they're, they're just very nice to use and people perform better with them a little bit. So they're also very hard to get like (laughs) the, uh, the good ones, um, are always on back order. Uh, this one, it took me like six months to finally get and get it all put together. I did my own custom artwork on it. I replaced all the buttons. I got the LED lights uh, programmed to display the colors from the art. So it like showcases it better. And that all came in on Friday, the same day that the Street Fighter 6 demo came out as a surprise drop. So I'm installing Street Fighter 6. I'm, I'm plugging in my new thing and I'm just trying it out. And it's like, wow, this feels so good. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm very happy with how the, the art turned out. I'm very happy with how it feels. And I'm actually pretty happy with Street Fighter 6. I hope the game's good. The demo's hard to say because you basically just have two different Ryus to pick from. Uh, but it's fun. So you designed this piece of art. Did they print it and then send it to you then? Or did you actually have to make this and attach it? Um, I, I, go, I went to a third-party uh, print shop. But I, I drew... A mermaid and she's leaning she's like a punk mermaid she's leaning against an arcade cabinet and then the backdrop is uh i i did some composite layers of like ai generated 16-bit japanese oceans with a crt filter and like special effects and lighting coloring i did this like neon uh cyberpunk colors of like you know pinks and purples it lights up cool. I, I don't know. I just, I'm very happy with how it turned out. It's kind of basic, but it's like, it's mine. It looks really good. It's one of those things. It's a really smart use of color. And I like that, you know, she's a lot cooler color, a lot of blue, a lot of like dark green. And then you have like this fluorescent pink and red in the back. And it just, and the buttons are all kind of blue. Like it, it's really, you definitely, you know, did your homework. Uh, yeah, I worked on this for months, <laughs> and I, I don't know that it necessarily shows, but uh, the the number of iterations I went through designs and stuff, like I I wanted to do like a, a 80s like anime character. I tried more like realistic painting. I tried um, like AI generating stuff that I might like touch up and, and turn into what I want. And it's like, no, 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 I got to go back to like my cartooning roots and draw a dumb cartoon character, but then give her some attitude. I think that was a good call. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy with it. But that's my glad space. So before we leave, as, a, as an example of what I was talking about a little bit ago, someone's kind of blowing up on Twitter. They, they posted something like, hey, um, let's do some art stuff. What is a drawing you're most, you know, most known for? What's your most iconic drawing? And then under that, they replied with, oh, hey, could you not, you know, reply with not safe for work art or retreat with not safe for work art? I'm a minor and I don't feel comfortable looking at it. And people are getting really mad at this person. Like, artists are like, well, you shouldn't have fucking started this if you didn't want to see porn. And it's like, no, you what? should maybe respect that this under 18-year-old doesn't want to see your fetish shit. Like, I... you know? Yeah. What a big ask. I don't know. I gotta go take a big morning dump. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. May your poops be big. <laughs>